Okay, you ready to start this show? Uh, your host of the evening is a really funny dude. Um, I forgot his last name, but I've seen him before and he's really funny. Uh, give it up for Mike. Coming to you live on tape during day two of the rest of my life from a world-class home radio podcast studio masquerading as my eight-year-old son's bedroom in rapidly gentrifying Culver City adjacent California boasting a partially obstructed view of the smog-shrouded urban sprawl of the City of Angels. This is Tully Time. I am your host, Mike Tully. Joining me today for a second straight show, me. And once again, that intro, I got to do something about that intro. Many of you, most of you listening to this, I'm sure, have some experience listening to The Tully Show. That's the intro that I use for The Tully Show. That's a song that I made and released, got 10 years ago now that I'm talking over there. And this is... You may be listening to this on the Tully Show podcast feed, but this is my new little standalone, solo, humble, little one-man band show, Tully Time. Again, as I mentioned yesterday, I do expect to keep the Tully Show as a podcast up and running with actual guests, real live other human beings talking to me on Zoom while I sit here in my son's bedroom. And uh, that's a huge step up, (laughs) sadly, from what is currently going on now. Uh, Mark McGrath is probably going to be back on the Tully show later on this week, probably Thursday. Tully time is this thing I started yesterday. And first off, I like so I do need a new intro for Tully time. I got some ideas on that. I got some some ideas percolating, but I can't use the old intro because this show is going to be 15 minutes long and the intro is like three First and foremost, thank you so much to everybody who downloaded yesterday's show, and obviously, if you're listening to this now, downloaded this again. The response, just like the general response that me, Jason, and Kevin have gotten since the Ellis Show left SiriusXM a week ago, has been absolutely overwhelming. To see people literally write on my Instagram comments, I'm 51 years old, and I just downloaded my first podcast so I could hear this, I... It warms the cockles of my jaded, cynical heart. The response seems good. I'm way behind on all my DMs and my at replies on Twitter, so I haven't looked at a lot of specific feedback. I'm still answering people who wrote to me a week ago, but the general gist of what I'm hearing is that yesterday's show was listenable, and that's that's what I'm aiming for, and that it feels good for people to still feel connected to me and through that to still feel connected to this daily thing that we've been doing, the Jason Ellis show, talking to each other through the radio uh, for the last decade plus every weekday afternoon. You guys seem to like hearing from me. I love hearing from you. I think this is good for both of us. Aw, we are adorable. It is, as I've mentioned, I think a couple times now, day two of freedom, sweet, horrible freedom from having a job. Yesterday, me and the family, well, we got the Christmas tree over the weekend, we decorated last night, we sent the two-year-old to bed as early as we possibly could because she is a menace. Whoever made up Baby Yoda and whoever made up, like, the gremlins definitely had toddlers in their life because that's pretty much what motivates toddlers is anger, nap time, 
bottles and shiny little baubles. And you don't think of it so much when you're a grown up, but Christmas is, it's the shiny bauble Super Bowl of the year. And so what we have now, we did manage to get her to bed so we could finish decorating the tree in peace, but she comes down in the morning and now here is this glistening, shining, lit up, tinselly, beautiful, there's a tree in our fucking living room. That'll blow your mind if you've only been alive since 2018. And it's covered with shit that is literally designed to be a feast for the eyes and to be adorable to little children. We have selected from trips all over the world and throughout the years of our lives, the most attractive, shiniest, cutest, Mickey Mousiest baubles we can get our hands on. And we've adorned a fucking tree in our living room with them and then told a two-year-old, now don't touch that. So that's what the next month of my life looks like, is don't touch that amazing fucking Shangri-La of fun that's in our living room. I also did a little watercolor painting this morning. I think I did a pretty solid job with Big Bird dressed up for a snowball fight. So don't you worry about Big Mike over here. Big Mike's just fine. I'm keeping busy. Okay, Patreon. So Patreon is a thing that's actually finally happening. There will be a Patreon for the Jason Ellis Show. Some of you are listening to this, most of you probably, through the regular Tully Show podcast feed, but welcome especially to those of you listening through patreon.com slash Mike Tully. That is my new subscription Patreon page. You can be my patron and I've set up my tiers and guys, we're going to figure this out together. I feel like this thing is my basic Patreon tier, the Tully time thing. This to me, this is like hitting the gym. This is like going for a jog in the morning. I wake up. I told you about this yesterday. I find some fun news links. I crack the mic. I talk a little bit so my family gets a break from hearing me. This is something I like to do, and if you want to hear it, I think this is a win-win for all of us. The other stuff, I don't know. All The other tiers, we'll figure it out as we go. Right now, I'm thinking I can do like a recently released, you know, whatever day of the week it happens to be when I do it thing, like once a month. There's lots of new music I'm interested in that Jason Ellis doesn't give a, a rat's ass about, and why should he... Basically, I feel like once a month I can do a maybe a slightly minier 30, 45 minute thing there where, you know, if if Morrissey has shitty new music, if John Cougar Mellencamp has a new release, you'll hear about it first through that feature of the Patreon tier. And then, as I mentioned yesterday, life coaching. I am here to fix you. Sign up and become my patron today at patreon.com slash Mike Tully. A couple of other quick pieces of business the Jason Ellis show, we still are under the impression is going to come roaring back in podcast format. Exactly what form that will take is sort of nebulous. I saw Jason tweeting today about something that's going on with the show, so I'm sure I'll find out about that soon. But whatever form it actually takes, that probably matters more to us than it does to you. The bottom line is that we're going to be Jason, Kevin, and I back together in the same room on mic, and it sounds like pretty soon. So, Stay tuned for details on that. We will not be shy about sharing them. One plug, tonight, today, you can hear me on the Talking Beards podcast. I don't have any rules in life, but one is I never turn down a chance to talk to a guy with a world champion goatee. And as far as I can tell, one of the hosts of the Talking Beards podcast boasts that accolade. So I'll tweet about that when, when it's up as well. I'm talking to those guys in a couple of hours. Now on to the Tully Time headlines. If I had that sick new production and intro I've got in my mind, this is where it would go. Hungarian orgies are in the news. A senior politician from Hungary's ruling party, Joseph Szajer, 
is said to have been present at a house party broken up by Brussels police for breaching lockdown rules. Hungarian orgies, man. So this guy, you know, it pretty much explains itself. He's from Hungary, but he's representing them, their delegation at the European Union headquarters in Brussels. And you're not supposed to be meeting people inside. And you're definitely not supposed to be having massive Hungarian orgies, which to me, maybe I'm stereotyping. That sounds kind of intimidating. It sounds like a like a co-ed weightlifting competition when Hungarians get together to orgy. Like, I picture them as being, like, athletic sex, muscular sex, no nonsense, you know, bring some, bring some Pedialyte and bring your A-game or go home, because we are having a Hungarian orgy. This dude looks like, like a perfect combination of Vladimir Lenin mixed with Dan Blazarian. He's got the little, like, John Lennon kind of wireframe sunglasses and a tight, short haircut on top, and then this incredibly masculine beard fit for a Hungarian orgy. It's funny. I don't think Hungarians ever stopped looking like this straight from the Lenin days to now. Maybe the beards are just a little bit fuller, but this is a very typical look to see on an American dude now. Maybe not as much as a couple of years ago, but for a second there, man, we were all Hungarians. So what's problematic for this guy besides breaching Brussels COVID lockdown code is that uh, this, I think, this may have been a pansexual orgy, but I gather it was either mixed um, orientations or it may have just been a straight up gay orgy. And as is so often the case these days, when it's a politician who gets caught in uh, a bad seeming sex gay situation, it is a guy who has crusaded against homosexuality and indeed this guy i'm not intimately familiar with the hungarian constitution but he either had the hungarian constitution amended or attempted to have the hungarian constitution amended to define marriage as between a man and a woman and get that fruity shit out of here and then next thing you know, they catch this guy running down an alley. His hands are all bloody from escaping out a window, and he's got a backpack loaded with with e-bombers. And I realized this is sort of the new face of closeted homosexuality, right? Like, when I was young, somebody... Like, I think of a couple guys from high school where I'm like, wow, it was a different time, but how did I not know? And those guys, like, they liked erasure and... George Michael a little bit more than I did. That used to be the tip-off that somebody might be in the closet. Now it's that they're a, a, a marriage rights homophobia crusader. Call me old-fashioned man, but I, I preferred the old way. Anyway, this guy says that he was there, but he wasn't actually fucking anybody, and he doesn't know how the ecstasy pills got in his bag. He's probably finished, and that might be for the best for the Hungarian political scene at large. This one happened last week. I just saw this one. A 19-year-old Disney World visitor took LSD and randomly attacked a security guard before being dragged away. And I look at this guy's picture and in some... Oh, wow. There's a lot of... I, I saw the big, poofy, froey, I don't give a fuck, I smoke weed every day thing on top and the little shaggy goatee chin thing on the bottom and I was going to say this guy looks like everybody I hung out with in high school and arguably me in high school and then I noticed the party on the back that this guy has going on this guy has a look that tells you I am very serious about fucking around and I think a lot of 
teens take LSD when they go to theme parks or get on some kind of edibles or mushrooms or whatever. And it's almost more surprising to me that this this doesn't happen more often because I feel like if there are, I don't know, a couple thousand teens inside Disney World every day and a couple of hundred of them are on psychedelics, am I, do I have a warped sense of what percentage of people take psychedelic drugs when they're teenagers? I don't think I do. Maybe I was just running with the wrong crowd, but I get it. It's like acid makes you kind of see through the mirage and kind of see the cold reality of things. And sometimes that makes you realize that life is beautiful. But you know what? Disneyland is beautiful. If you're five, if you're actually have an adult brain, you realize that it's actually kind of the crappiest place on earth. Like Mickey Mouse is all up in your face. Name one good program Mickey Mouse was ever involved with. Was Fantasia even good? Mickey Mouse, I'm going to say right here, right now, is the most overrated movie star of all time. He's one of the biggest, and he doesn't even have any movies except for the ones that are awful or were in black and white. You go to Disneyland, you're there for 12 hours, you're in line for like nine of them. I mean, you can get churros anywhere. I do not condone violence, even against security guards. Yeah, I don't even condone violence against security guards, but as a current Disneyland annual pass holder, I'm not saying what this guy did was right, but I understand. Following up on a story, I believe, <laughs> I think I recall talking about this on the Jason Ellis show. If not, it just sounds like a thing we would have talked about on the Jason Ellis show. Bavarian police are investigating the theft of a two meter tall wooden phallus with some pretty impressive kind of hairy looking balls attached to it. No one knows where this wooden phallus came from in the first place. I, I looked it up, by the way. Two meters tall is like seven feet. So this is this is a substantial cock that's up there in the, the Alps or whatever. Local legend has it that a young man received the huge wooden dick as a birthday present, but his family did not appreciate it, so he stuck it up there. The bottom line is nobody knows how it got there, and nobody knows if a theft has even occurred. Maybe this is just some sort of like 2001 monolith that was only supposed to be there before so long, and it just disappeared to usher in a new era of humankind. I don't know. Maybe it's just like E.T., a huge wooden dick that came down to teach humanity a powerful lesson and now you know now bavaria has gotten that lesson and they're going to be just fine on their own now i'm not sure i understand exactly how all this works but a baby from the 90s was just born now a world breaking baby adorable little molly everett gibson was born from a 27 year old frozen embryo and that unsurprisingly is a world record why her parents were her mom or whatever chose to wait a quarter century to go from the embryo stage to the actual shitting, puking, screaming baby phase. I don't know. I don't really care. What strikes me is that there's just one more person walking around who's this is a 90s baby. It's a Jamiroquai child living in a Cardi B world. When this baby was conceived, David Koresh was still getting laid on the regular. When this baby was conceived, is that how frozen embryos work? You know what I mean. Notorious B.I.G. could still make jokes in his songs about the World Trade Center exploding because the first time it exploded, it was just a little explosion. Remember that? Everybody remembers the sequel, but 1997, also not a terrific year for the World Trade Center. 
Rod Stewart and the Proclaimers were still dependable hit makers. I got bad news for you, baby, who should have been born 25 years ago. Grunge and Nirvana got replaced by Creed, who got replaced by Papa Roach, who got replaced by something even worse, and that strain of new metal survives to this day. I promised myself I would not talk about an armless, legless Kentucky teacher accused of inappropriate interaction, I think you know what I'm getting at, with students. It's a crime, of course, and it's wrong, and it's in poor taste. There was mention in this article of a robotic arm. She, she has a robotic arm. The fingering joke opportunities this presents are very, very tempting, but but no, shame on you, armless, legless, robotic, now disgraced former teacher of the year. If you did what you are alleged to have done, you rotten hell. And then there's a couple news stories that I'm tempted to talk about, but they're so in the Ellis Show wheelhouse that I think I'm going to save them for whenever, wherever the Ellis Show returns, which I'm looking forward to. I'm sure you are looking forward to it as well. When that returns, I will tell him and Kevin and you all about a gelatinous blob that lives in the deep sea and has been confirmed as a brand new species and it looks like if a turkey was made out of a bubblegum bubble. When The Ellis Show returns, I will also tell you about Cher. Cher, singing to a lonely elephant. That's as much as I'm going to say for now. I'm going to go. This has been episode two of Tully Time. Maybe I'll do another one of these before the end of the week. I will almost definitely do a proper Tully show with Mark McGrath going up on Wednesday or Thursday. Thank you to everyone who keeps reaching out on social media. Thank you to everyone who downloads this. Thank you especially to people who have subscribed and become patrons at my Patreon page, patreon.com slash Mike Tully. If you haven't done that yet, no pressure, bro, but think about it. I think that's it. I'll see you guys soon.